Scott and I were recently interviewed about building relationships of value. Join us for episode 223 of Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success on the web at businessadvance.com. And now here's Pam and Scott. Welcome everyone. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And sitting right across from me as always is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, everybody. It's great to be with you again. And as always, our purpose here is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas that can help visionary leaders accelerate themselves, and of course, their companies, to their next level of game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. As you know, Pam, Toby Goodman, who's host of the podcast Moving Conversations, recently asked us to share our experiences of building relationships to create lasting value. He led us to connect the dots between how we've built our own relationship as partners in life as well as business, Mm -hmm. and how our different styles create value for our clients as well as our podcast guests. We're sharing Toby's full interview with all of you because the quality of relationships is at the heart of success for any company. Now, here's a little bit about Toby. He's a podcast strategist and producer and best-selling author of the book, Narrow Podcasting. In full disclosure, Toby is also our podcast strategist and producer. Mm -hmm. One of the unique things about him is his belief that podcasting should be about building relationships that help grow your business. He calls them podlationships. Something that we see influencing Toby's unconventional philosophy is his 20 years spent in the music industry as a full-time professional drummer and percussionist. As he puts it, he helped the talent perform at the exact moment it matters. So now he uses the same skill to help podcasters. So with that, here is Toby Goodman's interview with us titled, Creating Value Through Podlationships with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Pam, I'd like to start with you, if that's okay. I just read your bio, and uh, I happened to come across this short piece at the end that says, singing and performing in comic opera, where she met Scott Brackets. (laughs) (laughs) you, You guys work together, you run a business together. And so I wonder... If you could explain to me, Pam and Scott, obviously, I'm sure you have something to say. How did you know that working together was the right thing to do? Because it's quite the jump from uh, performing comic opera to uh, going into business with each other. Well, you might think that, but actually there's a lot more connection than you might think. When you're singing, you have to harmonize. We're working. We have to be in the right place. I'm the bass note. Pam's above me. (laughs) Well, actually, Scott's not wrong. <laughs> we we actually found out early on that we enjoyed singing together. We enjoyed playing together. We really like each other in addition to loving each other. And so over the course of our lives, 
we would naturally turn to each other to talk about what was going on. And we had very different careers. So Scott's the scientist. I was all I was in organizational development. You know, we were in different places. And fast forward a lot of years and I was now a consultant and I was writing a book and it was a book that required deeper thinking. And I've always been a really intuitive person. I mean, just out there. I think this is the way to go. Go. And um, when I was writing this book called Preventing Strategic Gridlock, uh, which I had envisioned, I would turn to Scott who was already, he was still working in corporate as a scientist, a singing scientist, imagine that. (laughs) And I said to him, you know, what do you think? And he said, well, you know, I could see that you could do it like this. And you haven't really explained it. You know, Scott has the, the background of a PhD. I do not. And he'd say, well, I don't understand this. This, you know, I mean, it's a great more, thought. You know. it's, 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 it makes a lot of sense. But people aren't going to understand how you got from point A to point B. So how did you do that? Yeah. And so I said, this is really great. And at the end of the book, which I wrote the first page, the intro, at the end of the book. And I, I turned to him and, I, you know, we really like each other. We still love each other. She did we not smother like... me in my sleep. Yes. Yes, that's true. So we said, you know, when the sun and the moon and the stars line up, we're going to work together someday. Don't know when, but that's how it's going to be because we had proven to each other that we could do something. Writing a book is hard. And he was just right there. And I trusted him. I knew that we were in harmony. So to the point, and uh, it was, you know, that was how I saw it. I don't right. Know well, the the thing that Pam doesn't mention is that writing the book actually helped me enormously in my corporate career uh, because she explained that uh, the people side of business was as important or even more important than the thing side. I was I was trained as a scientist, so you know I, I manipulate things. I figure out you know where what's that gene doing or whatever. And um, you know if I didn't have to go to these meetings, uh, it would be a lot better because I could do my work. And she said, "Well, Scott, the meetings are your work. <laughs> you lead a group." <laughs> and uh, get used to it. And so, so her insights harmony. raised me. And so, yeah, I said, yeah, we should work together. And uh, years after we did the book, uh, I was in a corporation and uh, my division was acquired. And a couple of years after the acquisition, uh, the company laid off about 6,000 people and I was one of them. And I said, the sun and the moon and the stars have come together. Scott, go get your headshot. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he did. And he did. And so we've been singing in harmony in this kind of relationship, too. <laughs> so it sounds like then almost by chance, your book ended up being your first work together project. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah, it was totally by chance. That's amazing. So, Scott, what's your memory of? of thinking, okay, it's, it's time to move on. We're going to actually work together. What, you know, what was the final, was that the final straw that broke the camel's back in terms of, right, we're going into business or did do you feel like it was Pam that drove that at that point? Get your well, head 
the point was, as I said, it had been years between the time we wrote the book and the time this massive layoff happened, I could go back and try to get another job in, in corporate and you know, research and development or, or product management, something like that. Or I could work with Pam. And I enjoyed being around Pam. She makes me think better. So I said, yeah, you know, I really want to do this. And Pam said, Scott, you know, you're going to have to understand that this is a change for you. It's not corporate. You know, we're a boutique advisory firm. You're going to have to get used to it. And I said, okay, I'm used to it. And Pam. <laughs> I went, ah, <laughs> I'm not used to somebody working in my space like this. We had to retune ourselves, readjust. Of course. So we have one more soft skills person, Pam, and we've got this product guy uh, with a science background and, um, you know, looking at your bios that they are <laughs> clearly different. And, you know, Scott, you've got these awards from yeah. Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson, excellence in research, all of this stuff. Yeah. And then you got, uh, and then Pam, you've got the book and you've got your talks and all of that stuff. I wonder how you both think about what a successful launch looks like and how you both know when a product or a project is ready to be put on the shelf. And it, obviously there are feelings about that, but there's also, I imagine, more possibly from Scott's side about there are some checkboxes going on. From my side, I have I generally have an intuitive feeling. And my feeling is, do I feel good about it? Do I feel like it's going to represent me and connect with my my audience or the people that I serve in the best possible way. And what Scott has helped me to learn to do is also to add in, how would I know, you know, what are the checkpoints that I would need to see? So you're very right. His scientific discipline is something that I've learned to look at. But for me internally, I have to feel that this is something that really does connect, that I could feel it could connect and that it connects with me personally. The big question is always, what is the good we're trying to create in the world? Back when I was in corporate R&D, it was, how are we going to improve people's lives through germ-killing products like Listerine and Purell? You know, it's not just, I'm using a mouthwash. What's the benefit I'm providing? Is it feeling sexy? Is it feeling healthy? Whatever. In our business, what is the improvement in the condition of the people we're working with that we want to bring about? Do we want them to think more strategically? Do we want them to be more sensitive to the human side of the business? Uh, and what will that look like? And what will that look like? And what do you have to do to make that happen? And backing into that, and sometimes we follow the very intuitive path that Pam lays out. We should do this. Okay. Other times he'll say, well, okay. And how do we do that? And what has to happen to make that happen? Right. So Scott, it sounds like then also Pam's intuitive side is over the years has rubbed off on how you also make decisions. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Without a question. I have to think about what are the implications of what I'm doing, whether it's working with Pam or working with a client, 
And what is the stuff that we're not talking about that is actually really, really important and has to be either thought about or brought up? See, this was how Scott really added value to the book, because I had the intuitive feeling and Scott was saying exactly what you just heard. What are the breadcrumbs? Yes. So it really works out well. Okay, so just give me a, a sense of timeline. There was eight years between your book and you actually starting a business together due to right. life. Scott, you joined Pam in the business. Right. And that was signaled by a headshot uh, photo. <laughs> and that was, <laughs> That's and, right. Uh, and a trusting yeah. handshake at home. Uh, and then a kiss, um, even. The kiss, even. Yeah, of course. Mm. Well, in this case, I would hope so. And then how long before you decided to launch that podcast? Okay, I joined uh, Pam's uh, advisory firm in 2010, beginning of 2010. And it was in 2015, first quarter 2015, that we launched the podcast. And we came to it exactly the same way. It was a combination <laughs> of intuition and his thinking. Okay, um, that's super that's super interesting. So you had five years, you started this podcast in 2015, which now is makes you kind of OG podcasters, right? You've been doing this for a long, long time. Yes. Yeah. And you're still, as I've come to learn about you both, open to learning new ways of, of leveraging your podcast and, oh, and absolutely. helping it to grow your business. Was there a podcast you heard back then or what was what was that? Because it feels like you're you're telling me that there was something you heard. Uh, that that made you think, oh, hold on, maybe we should try this. Yes, she did. there was, yeah. yes. One of the things, everything's connected, of course. Uh, after I wrote my book, my publisher had arranged for me to be a guest on a program called The Small Business Advocate with Jim Blasingame. And this was a radio show that uh, eventually he kept having me back. So I became a panelist and he had sponsors. And during the breaks, he'd say, well, Pam, what's new with you? And I would listen to him and I would hear after a while that he was doing podcasting. So you think we've been doing it for a long time? You know, he was doing it. And I was fascinated by the fact of what he was doing and how he was bringing people together and his relationship orientation with his guests. That was live radio. It was live radio. All oh, this is going on live. And so after, after the radio show was ended for a day, he'd come back to me and he'd say, so what are you working on? And I'd say, well, you know, I'm interested in this thing. You're doing podcasting. And I said, Jim, would you be a mentor to me? Now, Scott, didn't really know any of this. And I said, I just would like to learn more. And he said, well, you know, there's another person you should be talking to. Well, I'd love to be your mentor. And he connected me to somebody else who was part of what he called his brain trust, his brain trust, a community of people that he knew and regarded highly. And they regarded him highly. So it was a mutual appreciation his mentoring about what a good podcast would look like the way he was doing it, and he was so highly regarded, inspired me so that actually when we came to create Growth Igniters Radio, before it had a title, I said, I love this idea of the community. I love this idea that we're serving a community. And then we started sketching out who's our community, because it wasn't 
his community. It was our community. But Jim really inspired me as much by my watching him. And then he would tell me, don't do this, do this, don't do that. He was one of our earliest guests. And he would proudly say, I'm I'm your mentor. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. It's funny how these things kind of come full circle. So Pam said, let's do a podcast. And I said, what? (laughs) And uh, and and who are we talking to? And what do we call it? And Pam said, well, we want it to be about people who want to grow. And uh, they want to ignite growth. And I said, well, okay, how about growth igniters? Yeah. And of course, we were, I was also in sync with some of the things I was seeing in the economy. You know, people who are able to keep igniting game changing growth over and over again. And I said, these are growth igniters. These are growth igniters. And so we became totally wrapped up in this. And it was a concept. And that's how we developed the concept. And One of the things that is true about mentors is they come in different places and times. And because we've been podcasting for since 2015, there have been different mentors. So Jim Blasingame was my earliest mentor about podcasting, because we're talking back in 2015. Toby, you are our mentor at this point about podcasting and you are taking what we've already learned and you are boosting it at such a level. The whole idea of a podlationship cycle is something I never considered. Scott and I never considered. And we were doing some pieces of it instinctively for sure. Remember, I'm an instinctive person. And I love the structure and the process of this is how you turn your your podcast into something of value that goes beyond the conversation. And the whole idea of how a podcast appears and what's possible, that's Kate and her team. And it is such an education. And because we love to learn so much. You are helping us to continue to grow. You are helping us to ignite our own growth in this regard. And we appreciate that yeah, so, much. so much. Well, thank you. It's it's a pleasure. You know, you don't want to work with people who maybe want to do what you can help them with. But like you called back to earlier, you know, it's about still having fun and, and all of those cliches that are cliches because they're true, you know. But it's super, it's super great to watch you guys get the results just by tweaking. Like it's not about do it all again. And that I know uh-huh. that that was your your one of your initial things was like, hold on a minute, this is actually going quite well. And do we have to change everything? And I'm like, mm. no. But here yeah. are some, uh-huh. here are yeah. some tweaks. And when you know when I work with, I've got another client as well who has a she has a really solid business with revenue coming in, and it took me a while to say, hey, we're not gonna turn any of those taps on we're just going to find a few more taps you can start to drip in and see the the difference you know uh, and then you can start maybe turning the other taps off but i'm not saying right if you guys have got an award-winning podcast since 2015 and at no point is it a good idea to shut it down and start a new one and do it in the toby good way because that is absolute rubbish you know and you don't want to do that But here's what you here's what you uh, did for us uh, already is you encouraged us to say we're going to you need to go out there every week. What we decided to do to make it possible is we said, you know, the one thing we were doing is a lot of interviews on our every other week. 
But every week we decided on alternate weeks we would do Pam and Scott episodes, short takes, quick takes, I should say. Because people don't quick really takes. know what we do or we think when and we're said, talking well, to other people. So Pam and Scott are quick takes, 10 minutes or less, and always with an Maybe immediately- 11. What? Maybe 11. Maybe 11, but always with a point of view, always with an immediately useful idea, which are hallmarks. But the idea of being able to say, okay, people, you you didn't really know what we think, what we believe, not really, because we're busy showcasing our guests. This is just another way to connect. Mm. Yeah. It's awesome. And, and, and that was you. That was you. Well, I'm so happy that was me. I'm sure, you know, that tweak that initially came from Michael Port, which was people invest in you proportionate to the amount of trust you've earned. And in, in, in his book, Book Yourself Solid, it's about that quote is about money, but it's also uh-huh. about time. Yeah. So here's another interesting connection. I, I should say, I have been studying under Michael Port for speaking for my keynote. So the connection, I would never have found you had it not been for Michael Port. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. The universe <laughs> the world works, works in, strange in ways. really mysterious ways, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. That, well, it's fantastic. And you've won awards for the podcast. And um, there is a, a certain chemistry between the two of you that is makes listening accessible. And you're not lecturing. You're, you're sharing that space. And um it's a it's a really great feeling podcast and i think you know the, the work that we've done since is that you know that it's not for everyone but there's something about the feeling that you guys emote to your listeners that that brings people in and makes people feel cared for as you share this stuff that you're you know you're talking about organizational behavior and you know um, scientists, <laughs> a scientist who's very uh, <laughs> practical. It, it's got all the signs of something that could be really awkward to listen to. And yet boring, you yeah. bring yourself in. Yeah, well, boring to some people, but <laughs> but just the tone in which you communicate with each other and you're you you know you're not afraid to disagree about something or mm-hmm. just have an actual human conversation. I think that's a real quality of a, a decent podcast. So yeah. thanks for sharing that. And um, Scott, I wonder... As we close towards the end of this short but moving conversation, <laughs> uh, what's the most memorable interview podcast experience you've had on the show? I think that, well, there's a few, but there was a guest named Judith Glazer who wrote a book called Conversational Intelligence. And Pam met her many years ago. And she was another one of our very early guests. And we had her on uh, seven times. And over the course of four three years. or four years, and um, sadly, she uh, had pancreatic cancer. It went into remission. It came back. Uh, the last time we spoke with her on the podcast was a couple months before she passed away. And we did not know this, but uh, hours after we finished the interview, she was in the hospital having a large brain tumor removed. And the love of this woman and her humanity and her ability to explain how to connect with other people was so profound. It has affected our lives. It has affected how we deal with each other, how we deal with clients. And the love and respect that she exuded has rubbed off on us. And she was a force. She, she, she's a wonderful person. We miss her dearly. 
Oh, thanks for sharing that. And I, I, what I love about that story is that you're able to to give context around that interview because you finish an interview and then you find out, you know, after the fact that that's happened to somebody in the moment where they, you know, they were, they were entitled to behave in, in any way they wanted to and give that time to anything. And, and she gave that time to you. And that's what a gift, you know, that is. And you recorded it. And we can talk about it months or years later and share it again. So we'll certainly link to that. Please share that link Absolutely. to that. That sounds incredible. Pam, I imagine that was also a conversation that impacted you as well. I wonder if there are any others that also stick out for you alongside that. I think that one of the other especially impactful uh, podcasts. Libby? Yes. Much more recent, much more recent. <laughs> we had a great conversation with a woman by the name of Libby Wagner. And Libby is a poet as well as a business consultant. And she helps people come up with language that describes what people are going through. So connecting what people are feeling and thinking with what they're experiencing. And so we had a conversation with her about the language of mystery and ambiguity. And we, of course, had been inventing language too. And so we said we wanted to have a podcast about this. And we decided to turn to her because who better to help us explain why, of course, you're inventing words and phrases than a poet. It shows the difference over time, too, because Judith's conversation with us was much earlier. This was much more recent. But the connection between the two is that we love learning from our guests. Our guests help us to keep thinking about things in new ways. And because we're a leadership podcast in truth, and the people who connect with us best love to think about things differently. They're, we call it eye-popping. Uh, I guess you could call or it eye ear opening. Popping. Yeah. <laughs> eye ear, opening. Ear popping. <laughs> I, hope I not. don't know, yeah. but it's that it's that feeling of saying, "I never looked at something like this this way before." That and language is the is the thing that ties both of those together. And we had fun. Language it was, that we evokes laughed. emotion. Was, yeah, I think the mark of being able to learn is being able to think about something differently, and then be able to laugh and have a good time while you're doing it. Yeah, agreed. And Scott, you know, despite the fact that you're this, I'm labeling you as the science guy, <laughs> talking about emotion and language. And I also know things about you that show to me that you're, you are clearly passionate about the arts because you, you create with your hands and you obviously both sing and all of that. So how in business, how important is having that artistic angle how important are creatives in a you know business world where we're looking at the bottom line how important is that well ultimately any business is creating value if you don't have value if you don't make value you don't have a business people don't want it and the idea is how do we go into ourselves and find a new way to do that that's innovation the spark of innovation you have Invention, which is I make something. Innovation is I make something and it goes into use. People want it because without use, 
it's not it's just an invention sitting on the table and so it's creating a thing then it's creating a way to connect people with that thing whether it's a service or a product or whatever and it's bringing people together especially in large corporations all the value lives in people and without being able to bring that together and create community you don't have anything you have a bunch of people arguing about well this data says this and this data says that and nothing ever happens so being able to create is a joy whether i'm i'm making pottery or a piece of furniture is pottery or, is or photography or whatever singing with pam which i love that spark of creativity is the basis of all great science all great innovation wow well thank you and pam you know we've talked about the inside of your feelings of the business but you haven't articulated because I haven't asked you to, <laughs> who do you serve right now? And, and uh, obviously you have this fantastic podcast, Growth Igniters Radio, but who are your clients? Who do you serve? What, what does the business look like today in 2022? Because it must have changed loads over the years because of what's happened in the global economy and, and your life's changing. So what are you focused on right now? We're focused on enabling visionary CEOs, C-suites and boards to accelerate momentum to their next level of game-changing growth. And game-changing growth is so important because, you know, the world is changing in so many ways. And what happens is that if we're going along and we're growing our businesses and people constantly are finding that they're getting disrupted, you know, things are happening and they think they're going along and everything's fine. And they say, what happened? And my why can't thing, I buy a blackberry anymore? Yeah. And, and so my my thing has always been to serve people, to help them to go over, under and around all these jams. And also now even to think more expansively about what's possible. And I I love this idea of helping people embrace the paradoxes of leadership and the people who resonate most with me are people who are expansive thinkers and they're curious and they really appreciate the impact that culture in every sense of the word has on business. And they see themselves on a journey and those people are a joy to work with and they appreciate that I can help them to look at their situation in ways they never thought of before to come up with new opportunities for growth in ways they never thought of before and to figure out how they're going to be able to keep, keep it going no matter what is happening in the world. Yeah. And what I like about both of you is that there are a lot of business owners and people that are doing this that are inserting themselves into other people's businesses and, giving you know giving advice giving opinions but not actually maybe maybe a while ago they stopped seeking advice and growth for themselves and i think the combination of having your podcast has enabled you to continue to learn oh, yeah. stuff and i know obviously that you're both people that invest in yourselves and invest in up, upping your own game you know mm -hmm. changing your own game and and that's 
that's such a great sign of people in a business that's going to grow, you know, whatever the economy does, whatever the outside influences of, of stuff that's broadly out of your control. If you're staying informed um, and you're staying engaged with with getting clients results. So I'm I'm really super happy to be working with you, super happy to have this conversation and get a bit of context on yeah. who these people are because <laughs> I'm the same as you Pam you know you have a feeling about okay these these are people and you end up working with each other these are people we could work together with and that's happened but just to get the story about okay it's the book like the book was the moment and the you know, and these guests really moved you that's all just um just great so frankly so useful for me to know good <laughs> yeah thank thank you so much for your time both of you yeah well, the only time we're going to stop learning is when we stop living. So, <laughs> Got to keep learning. Got to keep growing. There's never a time to stop growing. Right on. Thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. If you're enjoying listening to this podcast, spread the good word. Just open Growth Igniters Radio on whatever podcast app you use and write a review. And to find out more about Business Advancement Incorporated, go to businessadvance.com. Find out how we might be able to help you ignite game-changing growth in your company. Find out about Pam's latest keynote speech and how to book her for your next leadership event. And of course, you can access our full podcast archive with downloadable resources. Until next time, this is Pam Harper. And Scott Harper. Wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to discuss with your team. What new conversations can we create to elevate all of our relationships to their greatest potential? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper are registered service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated are prohibited. All rights reserved.